Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, we're on the monorail heading to ride Ariel's Undersea Adventure. You know, Alice, I wish it was Ursula's Undersea Adventure. You like her that much, huh? Uh, I think she's more iconic than Maleficent. Whoa. I guess you prefer the deep-voiced half-octopus lady. She has six legs. She's half squid. What? This changes everything. That's good. From birthdays. Welcome to episode 216 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your host, Alex. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the his on Ursula. Before we get to the his, I would like to remind you that you can join our goof troop easily. Go over to our social media accounts, Diz His Pod. And on our social media accounts, you can go to our information, go to our link tree. From there, you can go to our Patreon and join for as little as $2 a month. And if you join our Patreon, you can watch us record live. You get early episodes on Sunday instead of waiting for Tuesday. And you get you get entered into opportunities for giveaways. But speaking of giveaways, Chris, we're going to give something away next week, are we not? We are. 100 years ago, a certain company was started. Uh, spoiler alert, Disney. So they're having their Disney 100th anniversary, and they have all these cool products. Well, Amazon is doing an exclusive Steamboat Willie Funko Pop with the Disney 100 logo on it. Uh, it's in black and white. Very, very cool. So we're going to be giving that away next week. So if you're hearing this, you have seven days. Uh, let's make it six days. Probably less. Yeah. Because we record. Yeah. yeah. So... If you're hearing this, just drop whatever you're doing, join our Patreon, and you will be eligible whoa, to whoa, win whoa. this. Don't drop whatever you're doing, because a lot of people use your phones. Oh, uh, that's true. Break your phone, because yeah, then you have a hard time signing up for our Patreon. So go this, minimize this, go to Patreon, join, and yes, we record on Wednesdays, but we might be recording next week later than usual, so that gives you at least seven days to join our Patreon to be uh, in the running for the giveaway. That's true. You do have an extra couple days, but just get better safe than sorry. Do it as soon yeah, as possible. Faster than normal, for sure. And that's as little as $2 a month. And you get all that. And on our link tree, you can also find our link to TeePublic, which has all our merchandise. If you want to reach out to us, share your memory, share a comment, share what you're eating when you're listening to the podcast. You can email us at dizhispod at gmail.com. Uh, one of the emails we got this week, I uh, don't know if you saw this one, Alex. Don't think you did because it was unread. Unless you hit that little unread button, uh, the little unread thing, which is what I do when I open an important email, like a bill or something. I just hit unread, so then my wife reads, and then she has to pay the bill. Um, didn't know if you you did that to me, Alex. But uh, we did get we did um, get an email from um, someone who has a company who hosts a scavenger hunt at Epcot each year. And mm-hmm. um, so... Stay tuned to that because we might be a sponsor for said um, scavenger hunt. So, well, more more details to follow. But if you're in the area when the scavenger hunt is uh, in the area, meaning Disney World, uh, when this <laughs> uh, when this um, scavenger hunt is taking place, you might uh, you know get, grab a T-shirt and you'll see uh, Diz his podcast on the back of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, maybe I can even head out there and say hi to all the glorious fans. Not all of them. That's unrealistic, but some of them for sure. Okay, I guess. But today, the episode we've all been waiting for, 
Our third installment in the villain series, Ursula. Ursula is an iconic Disney villain that debuted in 1989, the Little Mermaid animated film. Ursula is a half-woman, half-squid witch who used her dark magic to attempt to steal Eero's voice. Ursula instantly became an iconic character and Disney's most feared villain. Her image can be seen all over Disney merchandise in any Disney celebration. You know what, Alex? I don't think I realized she was half-squid. We get that in the history. Okay, good, because I thought that she was an octopus. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Stay uh, my, tuned. My total perception on her has changed because now she just looks delicious because I love calamari. Oh, I love calamari. So good. Oh, my gosh. I love so it. Good. I, I, do you like that when it has little tails or do you I, only like the rings? You know what? I was a big ring guy until recently. Mm. Um, Emily started eating the tentacles and she couldn't, you know, I can't let her like outstage me at, at, at the restaurant. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to try one of these things. Too. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not no, bad good. at all. Yeah. yeah. Kind of better. Kind of better. Heads. Um, don't think I ever had the opportunity to eat an octopus head, actually. I don't How recommend I, it. Yeah, I don't think I would, even given the opportunity. I think I just let that. I think I'd let Emily feast on the, the octopus head. She could have the head. Uh, not me. Didn't know that was even possible. I guess. I guess. Hey, don't, you know. Nobody, they eat live octopus in Japan. Do they? Or whatever, live something like they they put a live animal in your mouth and it's trying to climb out as they're eating it. Not me. Nope. Nope. They don't put that in my <laughs> mouth. Fry it up though. Hey, I'll hey. try it. Hey, uh. it's the American way. <laughs> so Ursula, is this one of your? We did the three top. We did three villains. Is this your number one villain? Yep. Yeah, I think so. That simple. Out of the three, or out of all time? All time. Oh my gosh! What a hard question. Ooh, is Ursula my top Disney villain? Maleficent's definitely up there. You just um, said she's the top of the three. And Maleficent is in the three we talked about. No, I know. Is Ursula, you said is Ursula up there, right? Yeah. Is she number one? Is she in number three, one? You said yes. And now you're saying Maleficent's up there. So which one is it? All right. First of all, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. You just asked me this off the bat. You didn't. Re- we didn't go over this in rehearsals. Yeah, um, sorry. I, I really think that Maleficent and Ursula could be one A, one B. I know it's kind of a cop out answer, but like looking at these this list, um they could be tied. <laughs> Who would I give the edge? Probably Maleficent. <laughs> okay, so it's bl- between Maleficent and Ursula. Maleficent and Ursula. Yeah, I'd probably give Maleficent the edge. She's I think she's oh, this, that's hard because then you, then I just Poor unfortunate souls gets gets you know immediately mm-hmm. just gets put in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great song. Man. Great song. You're not even like <sighs> saying like, oh, maybe Doctor Facilier. No, no, no. There's no one close. They're one. T- they're they're one A and one B. There's no one close. Not that even Scar. Even, no, contending as the best villain. No, Mm-mm. not even in the conversation. Wow. Seriously, not Scar's not in the conversation. I don't know. I like Scar a lot. I don't see these people. I don't, I don't see many people walking around with Scar shirts. Well, I guess. I see Maleficent shirts, though. Yeah. If you're talking about things you see, I see a lot of Ursula. Because there, there's. OK, so in Lion King, mm-hmm. there are at least four more popular characters than Scar in that movie. At least. I Simba, I guess. Mufasa, Timon and Pumbaa. All more popular that, than Scar. It depends on your point of view. I don't I don't think so. Uh, Maleficent is more popular than the 
than Sleeping Beauty and Aurora. I agree. I agree. Ursula and Ariel could be tied. Yeah. Nah, I know. Ariel's way. Well, Ariel's really popular, though. Ariel's really popular, sure. But Ursula, so I think, man. I think that means Maleficent is your, uh, yes. fan, your favorite. But you see how Scar's not even in the conversation with top villain of all time. I guess. I personally love Scar, but I mean, got to give credit where credit is due. Now, where's Bob Chapek in that list? Uh, he's in a whole other bracket. <laughs> <laughs> whole other bracket. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways. Repented, seen the light and made a switch. Let's get to his on Ursula. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And you lately, please don't laugh. I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed. Pathetic. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? Yes, Ron Clements, Disney legend known for writing Aladdin, Hercules, Moana, and more was directing The Great Mouse Detective in the early 80s when he found Hans Christian Andersen's classic fairy tale book, The Little Mermaid, at a bookstore. He wondered why Disney had never adapted the story into an animation film. He would later find out that Walt tried to adapt the fairy tale in the early 30s, but was shelved due to the sad ending. Clemens wrote a two-page story and gave it to Katzenberg, Disney's CEO at the time, who approved the idea for development to start right away. Clements and his team actually found the original story and visual development done by Kay Nielsen in the 30s. And crazy enough, Clements made a lot of the same changes. Hans Christian Andersen's 1837 story, which is part of a collection of children's fairy tales named The Little Mermaid, didn't have a lot of the character named the Sea Witch in it. The Sea Witch trades Ariel's voice for legs and later shows up in the story when she trades a dagger to Ariel's sisters for their hair. Disney approached Glenn Keane to design the antagonist of the film the Sea Witch, but he turned them down instead, wanting to design Ariel. Disney then assigned the new project to Ruben Azama Equino. Ruben had only started working for Disney earlier in the 80s, but would go on to develop characters like Simba and Maurice. Disney also brought in Howard Ashman to help write the film and music, with Ashman's music partner Alan Minken coming aboard as well to help with the songs. The first sketches of Ursula had her tall and thin with a regal look. She was even based on a manta ray and scorpion fish. There was a strong sketch of Ursula with a pink mohawk and a shark tail, but when Rob Minkoff revealed his vampy, overweight mistress with exaggerated makeup and jewelry, Ashman knew that was the design he wanted for the film. Ashman, who grew up in Baltimore, was very much part of the gay scene and loved a local celebrity drag queen named Divine. Ashman thought Minkoff's sketch looked a lot like her, so he immediately started to write Ursula to become a larger-than-life character, even incorporating Divine's iconic growl into songs like Poor Unfortunate Souls. Clements also decided to take Ursula's head off the shark's body and place it on top of an octopus instead. The animators decided to get rid of the pink mohawk and use inspiration from Disney's The Rescuers antagonist Madame Medusa for the face. The character was originally drawn with eight tentacles, but was reduced to just six to cut down on time, money, and the difficulty of animating her. This makes Ursula more of a squid than an octopus. Okay. So that's what you're talking about. So the mm -hmm. only reason, so she was modeled after an octopus, but just yes. hey, too much, too much drawing. Let's cut the two tentacles. We'll model her after a squid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Which, so interesting. Yeah, it's and it's funny because uh, we'll get into Pat Carroll who voiced it, but she used to always correct people 
whenever they would say that Ursula was an octopus. She'd really? Like, well, actually, she's a squid. Uh, Adam and Chat actually made a great point. Two arms. She's still an octopod. That's true. That that gives her a total of eight limbs. That's very very true. Or she could be a spider, a sea spider. Sea spider. That's scary. That would be terrifying. Be terrifying. Yeah. That that would be that would be number one villain for sure. Yeah, they should have hired me. <laughs> I was actually dead in, during this development. Um, I love that she was modeled after a drag queen. It's uh, it's cool that they even incorporated those growls that you said that were mm-hmm. uh, that were you know the signature of of said drag queen. She's just such an over the top great character. Mm-hmm. Um, the design of her is. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing. No, she's great. That's why um, that's why she's so iconic is she's has a different silhouette than anyone else. Not only because of her, her tentacles, but also because the shape. She's way different than the previous people we did history on. Yep. Maleficent and Evil Queen. Both were tall, very skinny, like mean women. Yeah. And um, Ursula is full-bodied with giant personality. Maleficent and Evil Queen don't have much personality, um, but I would say Ursula definitely has a lot. Yeah, um, there's flaws in the design of the, like someone like the Evil Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the greatest designed villain, right? I know because you're because of her cap. Yeah, it's just horrible. It's just it's just so <laughs> bad. It's just so bad. Um, you know, better for the doubt. It was you know, she was designed years and years ago, but so is Maleficent, and Maleficent is is flawless. Ursula's just another one of those villains that I just seriously don't know what I would change about her. She's uh, also a villain that you could give their own movie or TV series, and I would love it. You know, I'd love oh, to see her love backstory. It. Yeah, um, Evil Queen, not so much. Maleficent, obviously. You know, they did make a movie out of her, and she was great. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know bring those two up if you haven't heard those other two those were our other two villains in this short villain series we've been doing um she's just she's she's great she's the um when you want to if you're looking to make a movie or a tv show or something and, you, and you're looking for inspiration because you need a a villain she would be the blueprint i feel like mm-hmm. yeah she's great and it's so funny that walt disney tried to make this in the 30s but he couldn't do it like it's interesting that they couldn't complete it, and then these people did it later, which, I mean, you know, I think this came out in the perfect time because Disney, this started the Renaissance era, you know, era, or whatever you call it, the Renaissance mm-hmm. um, era, and I think that was, it was a great time for this movie to come out, and the way they did it, because I don't think they would have done Ursula the same way in the 30s. I don't think so either. Well, first of all, because drag queens, uh, you know, she would she would have never been she would have never been modeled after the drag queen that she was. That's true. So, that's true. Because Ashman would not have been involved. Right. And so therefore, that's not how she would have been, went forward. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's just kind of like um, perfect timing for the movie uh, mm-hmm. to, re- to release because everything that they everyone was perfectly cast, including Ursula. Um I don't know. I just I don't have much more to say other than like how perfect I just I feel like I'm sounding redundant at this point. But just like her design and everything about it was it was just perfect. There's no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and it's it's also awesome how they took um their base story which is from hans christian anderson right and then they took a character from that series and made them part of the main story and gave them you know they really made this their own like when you listen to the other histories um they kind of taking this story and they're adding little bits and details but they kind mm-hmm. of really revamped this whole entire story uh than from the original because like they said the sea witch who is now ursula was barely in the story before and um and the ending was way different so i like i definitely like that how they made this more of their own it's not just disney taking a story then blueprinting it and right. taking it and making it into a movie of their own uh, they definitely took this and made it their own story. So much so that if someone else tried to do it and tried to copy Hans Christian Andersen's version instead of Disney, people would be like, what What are you doing? Yeah, they uh, they executed what they felt was necessary really well. Seeing more of Ursula was great because she plays such a pivotal role in this story, in Disney's version of the story anyway, mm-hmm. that you, you kind of have to um, you know see how menacing and see how twisted she is and um she's just she's just great she is um every time like she she's great on merch she's great on uh every everywhere you see ursula it's just like it makes you kind of like happy it's like you almost you don't root for ursula but you kind of do like you kind you kind of root for her you want to see more of her so you kind of want to see her succeed a little more so you just keep seeing more of her on the screen bad take is uh defeating her like killing her in the movie so that she's not allowed to be in the sequel right yeah um but hey we everyone who's seen the latest trilogy of star wars no one's ever dead <laughs> <laughs> she's basically she could be like they get palpatine her they could just clone her maybe they cut off a tentacle and it grows back into uh yeah there you go well no she, well, yeah squids squids do that right no, well, i don't know i don't know i'll leave that to the marine biologists <laughs> Ashman loved where the movie was heading, and his team knew they had a great antagonist on their hands. Ashman had originally wanted to have more interactions between Ursula and King Triton, originally having Ursula be Triton's sister. The idea was eventually changed, but their blood relationship is vaguely alluded to when it's mentioned that she spent time in Triton's palace. As the project was getting further in, Katzenberg came to the Imagineers with a request. He had seen Die Hard and wanted the film to have a bigger ending, and wanted the final scene with Ursula to literally be larger, with Ursula becoming a giant. Animators studied Monstro from Pinocchio in order to animate Ursula emerging from the sea. For most of Disney animated films, the actor or actress who voices the characters inspires the character designs and mannerisms. This is not the case for Ursula. Ashman always wanted Joan Collins to voice Ursula, but her current producer on the show, Dynasty, didn't want her reputation to be jeopardized. Clements wanted B. Arthur to voice Ursula, and the role was actually written with her in mind. Clements' even early drafts of the screenplay described Ursula as having a B. Arthur-type bass voice. Clements thought it was a sure thing since B. was currently working for Disney's Touchstone Television on the sitcom Golden Girls, but Arthur's agent refused to present her the script, not wanting her client's voice attached to a witch. With both Clements and Ashman's first choices off the table, they then started to hold auditions for the part. They auditioned Nancy Marchand, Charlotte Ray, and even Roseanne Barr. Ashman would then ask Broadway veteran Elaine Stritch to read for the role, which led to Stritch and Ray coming back for the singing test. They both sang Poor Unfortunate Souls, and Elaine Stritch won the job. Later during recordings, Ashman and Stritch would start to have creative differences on the song Poor Unfortunate Souls, with Stritch wanting to change the tempo of his song. It later was revealed that Stritch was also suffering from alcoholism, 
during this time, which aided in the firing of Stritch from the role. This forced Clemens and Ashman to find a replacement. They looked back at their initial auditions and chose Pat Carroll. It was a year since Carroll's audition, and she had even had forgotten the audition for the part. She had even forgotten she had auditioned for the part. Carol jumped at the opportunity, making it her priority. Her first recording was to sing Four Unfortunate Souls, and Carol remembers watching Ashman demonstrate how he wanted the song sung, and Pat knew who Ursula was by the attitude that Ashman sang with. With the recording of Poor Unfortunate Souls, Ursula became the first Disney villain to receive her own song. That's very hard to believe. I do want to dig more into the rest of this paragraph, but that really took me by surprise. She was the first Disney villain. This is 1989. And she was the first Disney villain to receive her own song. Yeah, it's hard to believe, right? Yeah, very. I love, you know, doing digging into the history and all these topics are so much fun. And I love movies, so it's I find it uh, especially fascinating to dive into the history of the development of these movies, I find it so interesting seeing the people who voice these characters. You know, we, we know Pat Carroll voice Ursula. I love seeing how they got to her. Mm-hmm. And I, it was it almost seems as if a million different things had to happen that led to Pat Carroll voicing her. All these people um, auditioned for the part and they had all these people in mind and, and it ended up with Pat Carroll. It's like it was the perfect casting. Yeah, she definitely became. Could you could you imagine imagine Roseanne Barr? I honestly, like, I think I could, which just scares which, me. What? She can't sing. No, they would never. She would. the The first Disney villain to receive a song would have been way later if uh, <laughs> if, if Roseanne Barr was was Ursula. <laughs> now tell me something, Alex. Pat Carroll, wonderful lady, uh, Disney legend. Does. Does, does she leave a bad taste in your mouth because she has two first names? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Two first names is weird. Three first names is the worst. I would love to but, know her middle name. Yeah, make sure it's not Natalie Anne or, something. or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I, I, I don't care about her first two names. Uh, two names. What I do care about is uh, B. Arthur as Ursula. Now, do you have you ever watched Golden Girls? Oh, is that the one with the real thick glasses? No, that's the old one, the one that lives with They're her mom. They're all old. No, she she was the <laughs> actual old one. Oh, no. I actually, I guessed because I think there's somebody on that show with the glasses. And if you there said is yes. a grandma. Uh, and if you said yes, be, oh, man, it really sounds the, like I know The my one who culture. played B. Arthur's grandma, who actually was the youngest of the four during oh, filming. Really? Uh, she, she had the glasses, yes. But B. Arthur was the one that had the mom who lived with her at the time and in the show. The tall one. The one with a deep voice. What else do you need? I've never I've never watched Golden Girls. Okay, so, so you never watched it. Yeah, so I need way more than the deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so I do want to circle back to this question. It's it might take a long time to think of something. I do want uh people to chime in in chat as well. If you could recast Ursula, say Pat Carroll never existed, right? And you had to recast Ursula. And if you say Jenny McCarthy, uh, you get minus points. Um, who would it be? Who would you recast as Ursula? I don't know any actresses during this era that this time. Nah, it could I be modern day. Of. It could be modern day. It could literally be anybody of all time. I'm not making this like an educated. You don't have to write like a thesis and a, you know, three supporting paragraphs. Like, but just if, if, if you could just put any literally any actress of all time as Ursula, who would it be? Uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to circle back to it because I'm gonna have to think and I'll probably have to Google stuff while you're reading the next paragraph, the next history. <laughs> when am I gonna Google stuff? 
Well, it's, it's on you. I offered to read history. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have, to, I have to think about it a little bit. I just think about it a little bit. But just speaking of people, like all, we had all these people audition for Ursula and ultimately Pat Carroll got it. That, that, this is probably my favorite thing to learn about when, when uh, listening to the history, Alex. What's your favorite thing learning about when you're doing, when you're, when you're doing the history and stuff like this for these villains? Because it's our third villain now. What's, what's your favorite mm-hmm. aspect of the, of the history that you learn when you're researching? I love, um, I love looking into the actual origin of the story because I've never read a Hans Christian Andersen story. I've right. never read a Grimm's story. So reading about the original original is always fun. So like the inspiration behind the Disney character. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And, and uh, I'm sure you read way more than even what gets to the the history. So you got to get into the weeds um, of mm-hmm. the origin and stuff. Yeah, that, that it, it's interesting to see the changes that were made. Um, really weird that and I think Adam said it in chat it was either Adam or Ryan. I think it was Adam. Really weird that Walt Disney read this story and instead of changing this, the ending of the story, he just just didn't do it, you know, and he yeah. was, he was the dreamer. He was the but I don't know. Maybe there was just plenty of stuff. You're talking the the original, you know, the inception of Disney back then. So it's like there's dozens and dozens and dozens of stories to steal back then. Maybe just don't steal this one because it's a little too difficult or I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Going back in the history we just read, you were laughing during this part of the history. I was. That Katzenberg had just watched Die Hard. <laughs> was like, <laughs> we need this movie to be bigger. And they're like, how so? He's like, literally bigger. So no, I, I love how we want this. So I bet, like, I don't know. If I'm at that round table and someone comes in and was like, listen, great idea for this movie. I think it's great and all, but I just watched Die Hard. We need the ending. We need the ending to be bigger. And I can see some pissed off animator be like, "Oh, if he wants bigger, I'm gonna give him bigger. I'm just gonna make Ursula bigger, literally." And that's yeah. how Ursula is is uh, is is bigger now. It's so funny because apples to oranges, Die Hard and and The Little Mermaid. Like, <laughs> like how are you how are you watching Die Hard? This live Did you action. Not know that Little movie? Mermaid was Disney's Die Hard. <laughs> like that's just crazy to me. That's like, uh, hey, Alex, I just watched uh, Lord of the Rings and listen, yeah. listen this podcast tonight, it's got to be, I'm making some changes. Like, it's got to be just, longer. Yeah, it's got to be at least four hours long. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's just, that's just so funny to me. Yeah, I audibly laughed when you read that out loud because that's just like, I would have never connected the two movies. And now whenever I watch either one of those movies, I'm just going to think of the other one. <laughs> The Little Mermaid debuted on November 17th, 1989, and became a giant success, sparking what would later be known as Disney's Renaissance period. Unfortunately, Ursula's muse, Divine, passed away in 1988, and never got to see herself as the Disney villain she admitted she wanted to be when she was young. The character was a breakout star for the movie, earning positive receptions from entertainment critics. She was immediately labeled as Disney's best villain since Evil Queen. Ursula to this day is honored for the amazing character she is, even ranked highly on lists all over the internet mainly ranking as the best Disney villain. Ursula's body received a positive embrace by the public, becoming a symbol for body positivity. Disney launched an advertisement campaign called Disney Dreams Portraits, which featured celebrities dressed up like various Disney characters. Photographer Annie Libovitz photographed Queen Latifah as Ursula for the 2011 campaign. Ursula will be seen in the Little Mermaid TV series, but not in the Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea movie, other than in a photograph held by her sister Morgana who was also voiced by Pat Carroll. Ursula later appeared in various animated television shows, 
like House of Mouse and the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, and most recently, and most recently, The Simpsons short Welcome to the Club. The character of Ursula was also used in various novels and comic books. She is in the main she is the main character in the 2016 book Poor Unfortunate Soul: A Tale of the Sea Witch by Serena Valentino. Ursula was then used in the 2020 children's horror novel Heart of Your Nightmare by Vera Strange. You can see Ursula in the Kingdom Hearts series as Maleficent's co-conspirator. She is in the epic Mickey and most recently in Disney's Dreamlight Valley, which is Pat Carroll's last project she voiced Ursula in since she passed away in 2022. On Broadway's The Little Mermaid the Musical, Sherry Rain Scott portrayed Ursula and was nominated for Outstanding Featured Actress in a Musical. Ursula would also be played by Heidi Blickenstaff and Faith Prince. In 2016, Rebel Wilson performed the role of Ursula at the Hollywood Bowl, and then only three years later, Queen Latifah would play Ursula at the Hollywood Bowl for the 2019 television special The Little Mermaid Live. For guests looking for Ursula at the Disney parks, she can be seen in the attraction Fantasmic. On the ride Ariel's Undersea Adventure, Ursula has a giant auto-animatronic. She is a central character for the annual Halloween-themed fireworks show, Hallow Wishes, at the Magic Kingdom for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. She was seen at Disneyland as part of the Walt Disney's Parade of Dreams. In 2019, it was announced that Melissa McCarthy would be playing Ursula in the 2023 live-action The Little Mermaid movie. First of all, I do want to re 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 retract a statement I made earlier. I said the name Jenny McCarthy instead of Melissa McCarthy. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um... A lot to unpack here, but first I do want to read some uh, recastings that we got in the chat. Uh, Ryan says Rebel Wilson, but his mm -hmm. number one pick would be RuPaul. And RuPaul is really hard to argue against. Um, I think RuPaul would be an awesome Ursula. Adam says his first actress thought was Kathleen Turner, who voiced Jessica Rabbit. And then a second was Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates would be an interesting pick here. Yeah. Um, then his first voice thought was Ruth Pointer from the Pointer Sisters. Um, man, I was th thinking about this long and hard. And I think Aretha Franklin. I think Aretha Franklin. Strong voice. Strong mm -hmm. voice. Runner up. Cher. Cher? Yeah. I would just love to hear Cher singing Poor Unfortunate Souls. Hmm. I think Janis Joplin is up there as well for me. I think of a strong woman uh voices i can sing but yeah i think aretha franklin i think aretha franklin would be a fun one uh she would kill poor unfortunate souls for sure but uh you know what if you're listening to us on spotify that will be our question this week on spotify so if you didn't answer the question already go to the question tab i guess i think it's right <laughs> under the episode the poll yeah, and uh, well, because it's not going to be a poll. It's going to be the open-ended right. question. Yeah. And who would you cast as as Ursula? Um, really interested to hear hear your thoughts about that. And yeah. listen, this is if Pat Carroll never existed. No disrespect to Pat Carroll on this podcast. This is if she did not exist because Pat Carroll is the perfect Ursula. This is if she never existed. Who would you cast as Ursula? Maybe Yoko Ono. Oh, that's a terrible idea, actually. <laughs> why that popped in my head <laughs> um so i mean just summing up this history that you just uh read alex ursula's everywhere she is everywhere and she's not going away mm -mm. she's going to be another one of those maleficent type villains that we're going to see for the next hundred years because she's just so great she's um she fits into everything and they make her fit into everything you know they put her into the what's it called? Dreamlight Valley, right? Yeah. Which I have played. I did visit her. 
and um, they they sneak her into everything they can because and it's 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 uh, cool that that was Pat Carroll's last project. It's a very good video game. It's a you know she went out with a bang. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Divine did not live to see uh, Ursula on screen. I know. I wonder if during production, if anyone reached out to Divine from Disney, like maybe Ashman himself, to be like, hey, we're making a movie and we are basing this character off of you. And if they did not do that, that would be very unfortunate because then Divine would have no idea that this is happening. And no, idea, and then unfortunately did not live to see it come to fruition. Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid to look into that because I'm afraid it's going to be too sad. But I, I hope that that was the scenario. We're going to we're going to pretend that's the scenario anyway, for the sake of my emotional state. Anytime you can fit Ursula into something, fit her in. And they ha- they've been doing that because she's just such a great character. And uh, you see her pop up and you're excited to see what she's going to say. You're excited to see what she's going to do. She's menacing. She's charming in an eerie way. She's just um, she's just great. I liked her in the short, the newer short. Uh, Welcome to the club. Thought she was good in that. And honestly, when the live action was was announced and they were like, oh, we're going to have Melissa McCarthy play Ursula. I was like, yeah, oh, what? Why? Why would yeah. you do this? And I would not like it. And I don't I didn't have like you guys are naming people. I have no idea who would be Ursula like today. Like, I have no idea. But yeah. I did not think Melissa McCarthy was a good choice. And um, I did not see it in theaters, but. The music videos from the movie are coming out on YouTube. Right. So we we watched some of those. And she's pretty good as Ursula. She she fits the bill. She is a she, you know She's fine. She, I think she's pretty good. Really? I can't wait to watch the movie, but I think she's she's pretty good. I am and, I, I'm also excited to watch the movie. Yeah, I'm excited about watching it as well. But I think Melissa McCarthy is a great choice. Uh, she doesn't, you know, she's a comedic actor. But right. I guess she's a real actor too. No, I'm just joking. I say. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> no, but she did. She did good in the movie so far. Well, I can see what I can see. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I, I don't think she was a horrible cast. I think it's a very. It's like one of those genie roles where it's like, who are you going to put into that? I'm not a big Melissa McCarthy oh, fan. I, I was not happy with Will Smith for the genie. And then he belted that out of the park. Yeah, I thought he was great. But you get a voice. I mean, you get a name like Will Smith and it's like, OK, I'll give him a chance because Will Smith. You know what I mean? It's not like some somebody you'd never heard of. So I, I think they went with um, I mean, uh, Melissa McCarthy, while I don't find her funny, she's established. She's a household name for the most part, unless you're like me and mistaking her for Jenny McCarthy. Um, she's just like she's an established actress who fits the mold to a certain extent. And she can um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't I did wasn't I wasn't unhappy with that casting. I thought Queen Latifah was a decent casting, too, although I heard that live action was horrible. I heard. Yeah, it was that not wasn't very good. That was not great. I would like to go see this 2016 Rebel Wilson performance. I think that would have maybe been good because she can sing. Yeah, Rebel Wilson will be interesting too. And she's also funny and uh, she, I don't know about her being menacing. I don't know how she would do it that. Um, One of our patrons is saying Rebel killed it as Ursula. Uh, But I I wonder if it's out there because I would like to see it if it is. At least see her part. Yeah, I also do feel slightly bad typecasting 
um, slightly overweight woman into yes. playing Ursula, but it right. just, but that's the character, you know. That's what I mean? the character. That is the character. Yeah. Um, no, it, you're right. It's Sting's typecasting somebody, mm-hmm. um, but that is who Ursula is, and that's what yeah. made her so amazing during the time mm-hmm. is that she did not fit the stereotypical. Not even just villain, but just someone who's chosen to be on screen for the majority of a film, or at least half a major half a film. I agree. No, I agree. Um, that being said, Lizzo, I think would make a great Ursula. Um, yeah, she can sing. She can sing great. And if we're gonna typecast with you know, uh, you know, women of that same stature as Ursula, hey, Lizzo, she's a music major, and, and she college for music. She's an actress. She was in um. The Mandalorian. Was she? She was with Jack Oh, Black. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And she was good in that. And she was good. I liked she her. Good. I thought she was yeah. fine. I thought she was fine. I enjoyed seeing her on there. <laughs> Give me Lizzo as Ursula. Dude, Lizzo and Jack in. Black is an amazing couple. Yeah, I know. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Pat Carroll had to deepen her voice to portray Ursula just right. In the 2017 television film, Dissonance 2, Ursula was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. You know what's funny is I was going to say Whoopi Goldberg, because <laughs> as, as, I just think Whoopi is such a great voice. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Animators used footage from a 1959 Disney nature movie to help get the correct movement for an octopus for Ursula's animation. In 2006, Disney released a platinum version of Little Mermaid movie, which included deleted scenes that had a song that described how King Triton and Ursula were siblings. This storyline was later used for Little Mermaid on Broadway. We hear Disney's think that Ursula is an amazing Disney villain. The way that animators designed her, she is elegant and scary. She has power and demands your attention whenever she's being portrayed on film or in person. Ursula will always be one of the best Disney villains. Are you looking for a magical experience? Look no further than Three Cheeky Chicks, a Disney-themed candle company that will transport you to your favorite childhood memories. Three Cheeky Chicks offers wax melts, candies, candles, diffuser oils, and room sprays, all available on MagicallyScented.com. The best part? You can use the code DizHiz20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. Immerse yourself in the world of Disney with scents like Poly Juice Potion, which is orange and mold fruit blended with oak and patchouli on a base of sugared berries. Or try Once Upon a Dream, a magical blend of pears, peaches, and mild red berries mixed with water lily, apple blossoms, tiari flowers, and jasmine with a base of vanilla orchard, sandalwood, coconut milk, and chiffron musk. And don't forget the official DizHiz scent. Created exclusively for fans of the Disney's podcast, Three Chicka Chicks candles, wax melts, and diffusers make the perfect gift for any Disney lover. So visit MagicallyScented.com today and use the code DizHiz20 for 20% off your purchase. Three Cheeky Chicks, where every scent tells a story. Hey there, fellow Disney enthusiasts. Scott here from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I'm not here to shamelessly plug the No New Friends podcast. No, I want to tell you all about the Diz His Goof Troop or Patreon. Now, you hear Joe and Jen and Chris and Alex talking about Patreon all the time, but I wanted you to hear from an actual Patreon member how cool it is to be a member of the Goof Troop. 
you get exclusive access to early release, show notes, and then my two favorite aspects, the cutting room floor material, the things that you don't get to hear on Spotify or Apple or any other platform that you listen to. And there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really funny things that happen in that cutting room floor. Also, you get access to the live recordings. And I'm going to tell you these live recordings are fantastic. Between Alex's mispronunciation of words or just Joe being silly or Chris making a really funny joke, it's worth the price of admission just to watch the live episodes. Plus, you get to chat and interact with some amazing Goof Troop members that have me rolling on the floor in laughter first thing in the morning all the way till I go to sleep at night. It's just so much fun. And I wanted you to hear it from an actual Goof Troop member how cool it is to be a Diz His Patreon member. Just visit their website, dizhis.com, and click on the Goof Troop link for as low as $2 a month. That's only $24 a year. You get all this access, and it's worth it. Trust me, dizhis.com. Click on the Goof Troop link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Hey, Alex, what did you do this week in Disney? Honestly, not a whole lot. I asked my wife (laughs) and I said, what did we do this week in Disney? We didn't do a lot, but just so happens we're recording us on 726. Yesterday was Christmas in July. Did you celebrate Christmas in July, Chris? I celebrate Christmas and Christmas and that's plenty for me. Okay, well, we're celebrating Christmas in July. That's a Florida thing. Did you know that? Is it? That's definitely a Florida thing and a down the shore thing. I think it's like around beachy towns and and tropical type places. Yeah. Hmm. Um, So to celebrate, we watched a Disney Christmas Carol. Oh, Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol, which I have not seen in a while. I have not seen Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol in a while. It was good. The kids loved it. They thought it was really fun. And uh, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good movie. You know, that one is iconic and definitely amazing because it kind of resurfaced Mickey in the limelight. I mean, it, we did the history on it, I think, or at least we did the history on Scrooge and we talked about it, I think. I don't know which happened first, but I think we talked about that movie and it it was definitely a resurgence in Mickey with that movie coming out. Before this, Mickey wasn't really in the limelight in the sense of movies. 
Yeah. And Disney kind of took a stab at doing this Christmas Carol with all the Disney characters, and it's really good. It's a it's a really good uh, really good movie. I like. I'll, have it a to lot. Wa- I'll, I'll watch it. I'll wait till I'll wait till Christmas, but I will watch it. I'll wait till December. <laughs> um, did, did your kids were your kids like wear the presents? They got a present each. What are you talking really? About? Are you serious? It's Christmas in July. Oh my gosh! Wow. They got a yeah. present each. Yeah. I'm gonna sue my parents for 28 years of gifts that I didn't get in July. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they got they got a present each. We had That's so much uh, fun. Uh, uh, you know, we had a Christmas dish that we usually have for Christmas. Oh, and, cool! Uh, we had Christmas tree shaped brownies. I mean, Al, is it really a Christmas uh, dish if you're making it twice a year? Um, yeah, because it's Christmas in July. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. And why you... we make it more than twice a year because we like it. <laughs> did they get Did they get any Disney themed gifts? They did not. Wow. Are you been a Disney fan? <laughs> you didn't get your son. You didn't get your son a Spider-Man toy or anything. Nope, because he's big into Mario and Luigi right now. Uh okay, okay. We'll cut that since that's Universal. <laughs> we'll cut that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good movie. I definitely awesome. recommend it. You should watch it before Christmas. Okay, I will. I will. Did I will you watch? Did you watch uh, the movie we talked about last week? Did you watch O'Gill and the Leprechauns? Uh, three times, maybe four. I lost track. It was just. Probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. One of our patrons, Ryan, he does his own podcast, 007 episode he did. And he mentioned to us that he talked about that movie on his episode because of how much it had to do with 007 because of Sean Connery. Yeah, very interesting. That put him on the map, I guess. Yeah. So, Chris, that was me. What'd you do this week at Disney? So, uh, more so what I'm going to do. I, um, I... And planning on watching the season finale of Secret Invasion did get spoiled, um, which is fine. But uh, I did, not, there's only one episode left, right? One episode left. Yep, there's six episodes. There's one episode left. Did you watch, watch the two. fifth? Okay, you no. have to watch two still. Um, yeah. So, uh, like we talked about last week, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a series. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's any, any extra Marvel content I can get, I will take. It's nothing that I'm going to say, drop everything what you're doing and, and, and watch. But I, I think it does. Um, and I think it will lay forth some significant changes moving forward in the MCU. So for, for that alone, I guess, you know, drop everything what you're doing and watch. At least before the next Marvel project comes out. So I do plan on watching that. I did read a little bit of, uh, I, like I stated previously, I got that Marvel Unlimited uh, year-long annual membership for to read unlimited comic books i i have been reading i think i'm on issue four or five of the new avengers illuminati because i i was interested in the illuminati when i saw them in doctor strange and multiverse of madness and um so this one has is doctor strange neymar iron man professor x and i'm probably forgetting uh, mr fantastic it's interesting i like it so far it's it's uh it's 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 pretty good so far it's very interesting Um, so I did read that. I bought myself some more star Wars, uh, trading cards, tops, 2023 didn't pull anything insane, but it was a fun box. I I took my friend to, uh, he came over and I showed him my new house and we went to a local card shop and we got some, uh, he got his first ever star Wars cards. I think he'll be hooked now. Um, if you're into cards, please email us at this I'd love to, uh, talk about that. 
Um, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I, I went to, like I said, I did move into a new house. I'm in a totally new neighborhood. There's a, there's a mall near me that I've never been to. So I went to the mall, super cool mall, but they do have, have you heard of box lunch, Alex? Nope. Box lunch. They have an online store. It's all pop culture, uh, memorabilia and collectibles. I went there and oh my god, the Disney stuff they had there is amazing. They had an amazing uh, section of Winnie the Pooh. Emily loves Winnie the Pooh, so uh, there's a lot of stuff that I know I can go back for Christmas. And um, I bought uh, no, I didn't buy there. They have these things called geeky tiki's. Have you ever heard of that, Alex? No. I'm afraid to. I was afraid to buy one. They had a Steamboat Willie. It's a ceramic tiki, essentially tiki mug, and I, I was afraid to buy one because I I thought I'd go down the rabbit hole and then just buy. A bunch of uh, geeky tiki's, and um, so I, I left that there. I I did shoot down to Hot Topic. I bought a Haunted Mansion Funko Pop. What's and a Hot Topic? You don't know what Hot Topic no, is? I'm just, I'm oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> say you probably shopped there back in the day yeah, for your for like sure. uh, cargo and chain short pants. Um, what? <laughs> Go ahead, move on. So I bought a Haunted Mansion Funko Pop, the Bride with the Axe you know glows in the dark and everything and emily bought me it's called an itty bitty pop and it's these it's these miniature funko pops that are like maybe a half inch tall and um she got me they're blind bags so you don't know what you're getting she got me oh a, my gosh yeah she got me a disney one and i got pluto i don't know where it is to show it on screen but i did get a harry potter one as well and i will show that on screen just so you can see the size I'm going so if you know, listen, if you're not on Patreon, remember you're not gonna be able to see this. So join Patreon, you can watch this live. Here's a regular size of a regular pop. Yes. Which is here's the Haunted Manager pop. Here yeah. is the teeny weeny teeny. Oh my gosh. Itty, itty, that's, bitty just, pop. that's just like the stuff my kids get that's like Disney themed tiny stuff. Yes. It's exactly like play like, like you get a little tiny Iron Man in the box. Yeah, yep, uh, exactly. Uh, it's yeah. those, uh, what are they? I forget what they call those. Mini brand? Mini brands, yep. It's like a mini brand, but it's a mini brand Funko Pop. And wow. And they're in blind bags. They're very, very cool. They're made nice, too. Like, it's a it's a hard plastic, so it's not like a um, uh, plastic, like the like the big boxes. They're really fun, though. I, I really enjoyed it. It's fun. And, and the cool thing, they're getting smart, right, with these blind bags. The mini thing is in a is in a rectangle so you can't feel right you can't feel what you're getting so you don't know uh -huh. who you're getting it's all the same shape uh really enjoyed opening that though um but yeah that, that's really all i did in disney i can't wait to go back to that this box lunch store i didn't have one in the town that i moved from this was uh i didn't even know the store existed outside of online but if you do have a chance go to box lunch probably boxlunch.com check out their website they have really really cool uh, pop culture stuff and they have exclusive designs that are box lunch that you can only get from them they have some really really nice disney designs and since haunted mansion is coming out the movie pretty soon mm -hmm. they're they're um slowly getting haunted mansion stuff into their store their prices are a little high you know it's mall prices they have this nice haunted mansion throw blanket that i really want to put it was 50 dollars, so I, I it stayed there um man i was tempted to buy it i was so tempted to buy it alex Mm -hmm. uh, but they had, it was a really cool store. A lot of Star Wars, a lot of Disney, you know, all around, just a lot of fun to look around. And that's cool. You know, before we finish this week at Disney, there's something I forgot to mention was uh, when we woke you had, up. You know, for, I'm sorry, you had your turn out. So you have to save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> when we woke up that day for Christmas in July, um, the thing we watched in the morning 
was Guards of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Did you yeah. never? Oh, no, you did watch that before. You have oh, watched yeah. that. Yeah, Dude, we love that. Our family so loves good. that. Watch it's so good. It's so good. And then that started us all starting to listen to I Don't Know What Christmas Is, But Christmas Time Is Here. It's so that song good. is so, it's so amazing. Good. Even the Kevin Bacon song at the end is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, that song has been being played every day since. I love it. Two days now, but still. It'll, it'll, I, I love both that, both those things. I think the holiday special is definitely an, a, a must-watch Christmas short. Absolutely. What, it's like a half hour long? Something like that. Yeah, yeah sure. it's great. Anything James Gunn touches is gold lately. No, hold on. He'll be doing DC soon against facing we'll MCU. See. Yeah. All right. Um, next week on Diz His, we're going to be doing the history on the Disney cartoon animated series gargoyles and uh love no go ahead love gargoyles yeah. love gargoyles i was just gonna add that love gargoyles that's like so nostalgic to me just growing up mm-hmm. me and my sister turn on um turn on disney channel and gargoyles beyond just such a fun time scared me but i loved it loved it and uh i don't know if you know this but one of the characters david xenatos is that how you say it xenatos sounds good to Zen- me david xenatos the rich guy was modeled after Tony Stark. Well, fun little fact, way before MCU was even a, a glimmer in Disney's eye. So if you are interested in being part of our future giveaways, like we're going to maybe have next week, or we're definitely going to have next week, if you're interested in watching us live so you can see stuff like Chris's mini uh, poppet, go ahead and join our Patreon through our link tree, which you can get through our social media at Diz His Pod on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, go ahead over there and join our Patreon for little as $2 a month. You can go higher if you want, but it's as little as $2 a month. You also have access to our blog. You can write in our blog as well, which is going strong. Great thing. Uh, we will have future giveaways, like we're having one next week. Future events, like maybe some get-togethers with the group. Maybe some game nights coming up. Who knows? And then, of course, if you can, email us. Message us, give us five stars, and head over to our social media and let us know how you feel about these episodes when they come out. And that was the His on Ursula. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Thanks for listening. Have a magical week.